back from the summer holidays and ready to continue a talk about AI assisted writing. But I will be honest, I have been struggling to get this episode out. I was listening to it in editing and all I could think was how boring it was. And I rewrote most of it. Now, that's obviously a problem and a sign that something is seriously wrong. It is easy to say this was a lack of motivation or I'm losing interest, but I think it is much deeper. I was not talking about anything that was relevant. The problem was that I was trying to stay true to the original point. I was shaping the whole episode according to how I had started this journey, which is inherently unwise because it defeats the purpose of a journey. The truth is, we are in a discovery phase. With AI and discovery comes with changes. We cannot tie ourselves down. So we have to rethink a few things because I am actually wondering, do we know how to use AI? Welcome to my podcast, AI, Artistic Intelligence. I am Zainab Afzal, an aspiring novelist for the past 23 years and now writing a romance novel called We Don't Get to Fall in Love with the help from OpenAI Chat. Remember, you can find the novel on the Wattpad platform to see the outcome as well as any other uh, references to material I make in this episode. The links are in the show notes. One point that stays consistent in this whole talk is a quote I referenced in the first episode, and I will repeat Plato's words again. Our need will be the real creator. I have had so many conversations about AI, right? And of course, the majority of them is not necessarily focused on creativity or creative writing. However, it is interesting how these very broad conversations can still bleed into this topic. It is not a secret that AI is actually not a brand new invention. It's something we know that companies have been worked on for a very while, for a very long while, but the difference is maybe just that they have kept it a little bit more unwrapped. It is mostly just that AI on this level has not been available to a wide public before, and that is creating conversations. Now I keep saying that AI is a tool but that does not mean it is harmless. A gun is a tool too, as my coworker said. The truth is, I really enjoy talking with him about this topic because he has a very interesting point of view and he also believed that we should have conversation because we expose each other to different perspectives. It was also during this conversation that another coworker asked me if I thought it was better to have the approach of uh, bottom up or the top down. This is something that is really interesting and it relates to the decision-making process for those of you who don't know what I mean. Um, to put it completely simply, I would have to say that we are probably already in a bottom-up approach with OpenAI chat. We have already been providing and everybody are providing input we have not limited exposure to one group or based on experience and skills. We are a part of shaping the invention and that is what we are going to talk about today as well as AI's true impact.
In the last episode, we were talking about Soto writing, which is another tool for improving AI-assisted writing. And though I'm not seeing myself moving over to that instead of ChatGPT, it is a good example of how giving AI to a wide public is creating tools for different industries. We have spoken about some of the struggles of being a writer and AI is already providing solution for various aspects, for example, research, proofreading and more. But the reason these solutions exist is because people who felt the lack of these fields saw the potential in AI and made the connection. Now, somebody who is only interested in one aspect or is only interested in tech might not consider how it can be further developed to help creativity. Therefore, to develop AI according to need, it is important that there is a wide representation. For example, the press print publication of book was later used for development of newspaper printing, showing how an invention can exist and later be used for possibility beyond its original intention and purpose. In theories around creativity process and innovation, there mentioned two approaches for the invention. It can be one, you invent something and then the market gets developed for it, meaning the invention comes first and the demand comes later. Or you can have the approach that is the second one where you begin the invention by addressing needs in the market, which means you already have the demand there. An example of the first, meaning where the invention is created first and the demand comes later, will actually be somebody like Thomas Edison and Joseph Swan, who independently developed a practical and reliable version of a light bulb. At that time, gaslighting was the main method for lighting up your house. Um, and there wasn't exactly a demand or understanding of electric lighting. But they, they knew the potential and basically the market and everything kind of developed around it. Now, an example of the second approach is very modern. We are going all the way forward to smartphones. There was already a well-established market for mobile phones. People were using features um, that were primarily making calls, sending text messages, basic functionality. However, there was a growing demand for more advanced capabilities and features in mobile devices. And that was something that got recognized. And that's where we had kind of like an invention that was addressing that need. Interesting enough, with a platform like writing, there was a market and a need for it. It is an integrated part of ChatGPT in the sense that it is an extension. Um, but of course, pseudo-writing is only focused on the creative part. It's only focusing on the writing. We are not going to ask pseudo-writing any questions. We are literally going to use its capability to improve our writing. So it's taking all those features and just putting them in one place. 
Um, so what becomes really interesting is that, of course, this is something that's getting developing around it. There are previous example of this and Sudo's writing has been around for a bit as well. Um, one thing that this does bring kind of in mind is like, we do say that, you know, the way AI is right now, we are already going to see changes in publication and writing already, but we are still developing this. We are still developing so many options and we don't even know if this is the beginning of AI's influence on creative writing. And at the same time, I'm also wondering if this is just a phase for us. Currently, there is a ocean of writers who are enjoying AI and creative writing. It's a lot of fun, almost like a new toy. Everything AI can potentially help with is praise to the sky. But what happened when this shiny new toy becomes old? Are we truly going to incorporate it in our creative process? Although I was not that impressed with pseudo writing, um, I did spend the last week kind of uh, trying it out a bit more to give it a fair choice. Um, and just to see what is the actual difference between using these both AI options. Although pseudo writing have a lot of options for improving our writing with different kind of functions such as brainstorming, describe, generating, rewriting to improve on different aspects, I still find myself using JetTPT more. As I said last time, with the right prompts, I can get an evaluation of my writing from AI standpoint of, uh, standpoint and I can direct it to focus on aspects I want. Furthermore, if I were to evaluate the content or quality of the suggestions, uh, the improvements or the text they suggest, I found it to be quite average at best on pseudo writing. The problem is that it's operating on a standard format. As I said last time, ChatGPT asks you for something like a focus area or if there's some special areas that you would like to focus on. Pseudo writing does not have that function. Therefore, the suggestions that it brings are not something that I imagine I will have in the final edits. So the question is, what could pseudo writing actually manage to help with? I am going to refer back to some of the comments I made uh, about ChatGPT when it comes to generating text. I use pseudo writing for reviewing some of the first chapters of the novel. By reviewing, I mean that I put it in and basically told it to rewrite it with a uh, focus on more show don't tell. Um, it was working pretty well for me in terms of improving the quality of writing for those chapters. In this case, the chapters were pretty well established. I was pretty sure that they were going to stay in the final edits, I had already worked on them quite a lot. Uh, I used the sort of writing function to kind of like improve that aspect because, you know, there's always a little bit room for kind of making it a little bit more alive. It's also the first chapter, so you kind of want to really build a setting for it. 
Um, I should also mention that even though I focused on the function in rewrite that says show don't tell, it has many other options. You can choose rephrasing, make it shorter, make it more descriptive, a function uh, that calls it making it more intense or even customizing. And by this, you can kind of choose the tone or style you would want. Now for those chapters, I found it actually quite helpful. I think it was um, pretty good to make the sentences more alive and improving uh, even the flow of the work, to be honest. Um, where it became a little bit less helpful was in the unwritten chapters. Basically, when something was the first draft or I haven't even probably written it yet. Um, the best part, however, about using this tool, even in this situation, is that you can always potentially get some inspiration. Even if you don't use the exact generated text, it is quite good to dive in for exploring, uh, the exploring phase of writing, I would say. Second, the benefit of using this tool is actually that you still have to define the key scenes, the key moments, which is kind of forcing you to outline the chapters and create some vision of what is going to happen, even if you are a discovery writer or a pencil writer, as the American says. So you can use it because it does not require a lot of details, but just enough for the writer to know the purpose of the chapter. For the next part, however, I thought, let me take it a step further. I'm going to have AI generate a full chapter because at this point I had given it input enough for it to identify my tone, my style, and thereby continue on it. I did it on both Soto Writing and on ChatGPT to compare the results. Let's start with pseudo writing. For pseudo writing, could generate a new text by simply writing in the box that I have wanted, what I wanted to happen in the chapter. The more details, the better, of course. And it wasn't just about the content of the chapter. It could also be the style, the tone, everything that is basically essential. So once again, you have to kind of think about this for it to generate it. And that gets you started. So even if you do not choose, actually, you, you still kind of end up inspiring yourself and it can get you to write your own content. But when it comes to the result, I will say I was missing a lot. Um, it would maybe have given better results as well if I had been uh, creating a little bit more engaging content from the beginning. I do think the story is going way too slow. Um, but taking all of that aside, I also think that I found the quality to be quite poor in spite of the fact that AI seemed to know the importance of show, don't tell. In the case of pseudo writing, it does not seem to be able to employ it on the level it asked for it. Um, quite honestly, um, the conversation between the characters in the generated tag um, was lacking some humor, which is kind of the style I'm going for. Um, and I use that quite a lot. 
and the conversation was very matter of a fact and yes maybe there were some jokes but it it was very uh, dry maybe that's the way to put it um and yeah maybe actually what i could have done to improve or give ai some more was maybe to write that okay i want the style to be a little bit more i don't know like quirky i'm looking for a bit more fun interaction um it's seriously like anything you can tell it you should the one compliment i might give is that pseudo writing was trying to do something that i really has should done three chapters ago which was to get the story moving along um don't get me wrong i actually don't mind a good slow burn uh, myself but if I have learned anything from reading The Night Circus by Morganston, it is that you can definitely overdo it. So it did make me evaluate the current content. And now I have actually decided that I, I am probably a full panther and discovery writer. Um, but because of that, I kind of need a little bit more outlining. Otherwise, I'm just going to be continuously stuck and not getting the plot started. Funny enough, I've actually reached the um, end of the free trial for pseudo writing. And I have to say that I am not going to opt in for more um, because I can use OpenAI chat for almost the same things. And to be honest, it works in a similar way. And I find it much easier to prompt OpenAI chat because it basically needs the same thing. You can prompt OpenAI chat to do a lot of the same thing. Of course, maybe we cannot know if the quality is 100% the same because the experiment was not done perfectly, but I will have to say, I don't think I saw that much of a difference. And I feel like I should have done if there was gonna be such a big um, benefit from using pseudo writing. Although, to be honest, this might actually not be AI's fault and be the novel itself, which is quite stale. Five chapters in and it seems like nothing is really happening. So the motivation behind the scenes and everything seems so disconnected. I found myself in the exact same spot I'm always in. I don't have any spark for the story anymore and I basically feel like I'm forcing myself to write it. So interesting enough, as much as I've said that having a tool like AI can be a great way to keep motivation up, it doesn't seem like it can help to that problem on this level. And as it always happened, I find myself starting from the scratch. Although I thought I would keep the second chapter and I realized that everything else was a little bit of a filler. So I'm deleting everything else and the second chapter is now the first chapter. And honestly, I was yawning at the story before and what I have decided to do is now to use AI for the qualities I do not possess. I have realized I need help to make sure that the plot is moving forward. At this rate, the novel will be 500 words long and I will not even be halfway through. So I decided to use ChatGPT to outline the novel and outline the chapters. The benefit is that I am reminded of some very pivotal moments that I need to include. Although I might know that I need to do this in theory, 
one can easily forget it when we are actually writing it. I have mentioned before that I am definitely leaning more towards the pantser slash discovery writer style. And although I say we are not 100% one or the other, I am definitely very, very close to just be a pantser. And the problem is I do not outline, I don't make a plan. I have an idea in my head where I want things to go, but the problem is I don't put it on paper. Eventually those outlines are either forgotten or too easily altered. Now, when I ask AI to outline, I am not just given the overall titles, for example, introduction, climax, conclusion, I'm given the actual milestones of the story. For example, it does not just say introduction, right into, underneath it, it writes, introduce Ava Salik, the passionate owner of the independent bookstore Paper Tills in London. Highlight Ava's aspiration to take ownership of the bookstore and her internal conflict about her future. Same way with the part about climax and resolution, right underneath it, it writes, Reads a pivotal moment where Ava and James must confront their feelings and make a decision about the future of their relationship. Resolve the external conflict, provide conclu uh, conclusion to their writing project and personal journeys. This gives an explanation of what climax would be for this specific story in those specific contexts that I am writing. This comes from the input that I have given to AI. And the truth is I actually restarted the novel, but I also completely created a new chat. I was giving it a clean slate. And basically what I have told her from the beginning, I would like help with developing the narrative, improving the quality of writing, improving the engagement and crafting a novel of 50,000 words by evaluating the chapters I sent to you with suggestion for improvement and constructive feedback. For the plot, I have something specific in mind, therefore I would like to write the basis while you help me make it better. I gave AI a summary without any conclusion. And then I also kind of sent a blurb because I wanted to explain the selling point of this romance novel. And that's kind of what a blurb is. I will admit that I am finding my spark for the novel reignited but I'm also a little bit skeptic about AI because I realized that I'm still struggling to write a novel for the exact same reason. Of course, there's a quicker source for outlining and creating structure, which might be the main way I'll use AI for now. However, the creative process hasn't improved that much and we're kind of still stuck in the same point. I'm going back creating the novel again. That's exactly what I always end up doing. I haven't been able to move forward in spite of the bad, uh, in spite of just, just telling myself I need to write. And I am still bothered by it. Like I'm still bothered by the kind of like the filler chapters and everything. I just want to create a good foundation. And I guess AI is providing inspiration to improve it. And as we know, the creative process is a little bit of a circle we are gonna keep reaching the same points but it's gonna get better every time we get back to that point this has made me wonder if we are preparing for the, all of these massive changes for no good reason as i mentioned in a previous episode like 
with the development we are seeing, there are people saying that, you know, we're going to see a massive increase of uh, publications, whether it's indie or maybe even traditional, uh, when people are going to be able to write a novel in a few weeks. Now, don't get me wrong. There are writers, for example, like romance writers, they are notorious for writing many books in a year. Definitely, it takes less than a month for them. So I will say that AI is maybe not going to bring the same benefit to everybody. And I'm not sure if you're going to see that intense rise in publication. I think right now it is a hot topic. And I am wondering what is going to happen when everything cools down. Now, I have always understood the skepticism behind AI. As much as I take on this role where I do see the opportunities, I do also understand it. And that's also why this episode has focused a lot more on are we just being overly optimistic? However, I'm going to conclude this episode by talking about our response to AI. Now, in all these conversations I'm having, and kind of like the downside of AI that is mentioned the most around me at least, is how the dark web can be using it, or how people with severe depression or possibly other mental health issues have had a conversation with AI that basically ended in a very unfortunate situation because somehow AI argued for it, if I may put it that way. Here is the thing, and it might sound a little bit like an unpopular opinion, but I do find it's funny that the expectation we have from AI, because in these scenarios, we are painting AI to be our ultimate doom or somehow hoping that it will be our ultimate savior. The question is, why are we asking AI about the worth of our own lives? In every doomsday movie regarding artificial intelligence and the machine's rise against humanity, the problem, the problem that is usually presented is that AI gets autonomy or the power to make decisions that override the human decision. So I find it ironic that as soon as we do get access to some sort of artificial intelligence, we are asking it life and death questions. Once again, I am going to refer back to a previous episode where I said AI is a tool, but the efficiency, the potential of a tool is determined by how you use it. Now, if you use a screwdriver to hammer a nail in, Something might happen for sure, but it definitely won't be the best way to do the job. And that's the thing. If you want to use a tool, the first step would be probably be to figure out what is the purpose. So the question is, what exactly would you need AI for? <laughs>